2080 Baseball Podcast, Travis Krenz, Evan Hendershot with you here. The first week of June, baseball season continues to roll on. It's hot outside again, 90 degrees, so you know it's a baseball season. And uh, plenty of things to touch on, been about, what, 10 days or so since the last show. Should get into a more regular weekly uh, pattern right now. Tons of stuff to cover. The Twins' bullpen uh, was a lot of fun to watch on Memorial Day. We'll talk about that and what they probably should have done. Had a no-hitter. Uh, yesterday on Saturday, and uh, we had uh, I didn't mention this, but we were talking about how there had been a long time between no hitters. Mm-hmm. Like a couple weeks after that, we finally got one. And uh, let's start with Mike Trout. He's hurt. He's injured. Uh, out six to eight weeks. Going to miss the All Star game. Hopefully back sometime uh, before the end of July. And uh, he was having the best year he ever had, and which is saying something because he's always really good. Uh, my question is, I think he can still win MVP. That might be a little bit tougher, but I think he could still lead in war. Possibilities of that for you. Oh, boy. Um, in the AL. All right. Well, that, I've got to bring up the leaders here. You've got your judges, your Sonos and such. And I think if, if he were to do that or even get within maybe a half a point, that would just show this guy can miss 30, 40 games, and he can still be better or as good as the second and third best guy. All right, so let's say, what do you think? He's going to end up with 100 games, maybe? I think so. So if his war is, baseball reference war is 3.4 right now, that'd be 6.8, so no, probably can't lead. Oh, do you mean position players or just? Yeah. Okay, because pitchers, somebody will probably get ahead of him. I think think Altuve is probably going to go further than that, so I don't think it's even going to be a contest, really, unless Trout. Oh, boy. He can't keep up what he did in, in the first few games. Aaron Judge is very close behind him, but other than that... Yeah, I mean, uh, I, don't see, I, don't, I don't see Judge or, or Dickerson, um, which is another weird uh, player up there. I don't... I mean, Judge is good, but I don't see those guys keeping up. Uh, I would think Altuve probably would be a guy. Mookie Betts, uh, Correa. Um, it's funny, uh, Brett Gardner and Aaron Hicks are in the top 10 right now. Um, but... Uh, and then there's a guy like Kevin Kiermeyer who defensively could could find his way up there um, through weird defensive war stats. So I don't think Trout can. If he only plays 100 games, he's not going to beat a guy like Altuve. I'm excited to see how close it is. Uh, Sano and Judge are the only two players within a point of war with him. So he's got a he's going to be uh, leading war for a while here, at least be in the uh, top three. So I'm interested in that. Uh, unfortunate that he uh, has to miss it because it's. I mean, his his season was was very, very good. So that that sucks if you like watching Mike Trout. Or um, if you're an Angels fan, that, uh, mm. boy, man, does that <laughs> really stinks. I I uh, just can't even imagine being an Angels fan at this point, especially now that Pools has the 600 home run out of the way. What do you even watch for? I don't know. Rick Enrique Nolasco uh, pitching against the Twins right now. Uh, solidly expect seven shutout innings from him. <laughs> Hey, I, I hope he, I hope the Twins lose every game for uh, from here on out. But uh, there you go. You know, you get what you get. If they play the Astros every game, though, ouch! They probably I suppose will. we should go there. Albert Pujols, six hundred home runs on Saturday. That's good. Uh, what has he got? Three years left. Four years left oh, after this boy. one. Three years. I would lean on uh, four, just because I always. I mean, you've got to think whatever the worst case scenario is uh, off, uh, available right now for the for the Angels. That's probably how many years he has left because. Um, that is a disaster contract. I'll find it here for you in a second. Four more. Um, After this year. Yeah, it looks like, uh, oh, boy. 
Yuck. 120 million? Uh, it goes 27, 28, 29, then 30 million. Good so. deal there. <laughs> Almost 120 million, 115 million. And he'll be uh he'll be uh 41 in that last season and um sucks. You're stuck you're stuck with him at DH and that is rough. 700's out of the question. 650, 660 home runs? Is 700 out of the question? 25 a year. Yeah, I don't know. He hit 31 last year. And what do we got this year? Maybe another 25, So, I mean, yeah, I, I would assume I he hits 30 this year. Can um, you see him hitting 25 home runs three years from now? Maybe. As a 39, 40-year-old guy? Yeah, I mean, he's they're going to have to mm. play him, though, is the problem. And he he'll he has enough power. I, I, I think he has enough power, even as an old guy who's falling to pieces. I think he has enough power to run into a couple every year and just kind of hit him over the fence just barely, you know? So... Um, I think if he gets, he has four more years after this year. So let's say he gets 30 this year. Uh, that would, that would put him at 620 and then he'd need 80 in four That's years. That's not too bad. 20 per year. Yeah. Then we're talking here. I think, I think he's got a shot. Um, it sucks that we're looking at Albert Pujols right now and we're looking at uh, really a shell of what he once was. This could be his first ever season under hundred OPS plus. Yeah. Um, I mean, growing up, this guy was the guy. For me, you know, you see, you every year you knew what you were getting from him, and um, he was a really exciting hitter to watch. It's, it's disappointing to see him, him fall apart like this. He is wasting away in Anaheim, mm-hmm. and man, it is they. There is something about them uh, that they just don't. Yeah, I know. Uh, there's the East Coast bias thing, you know, whatever. But the Dodgers, there's more excitement with the Dodgers. The Angels are just. Uh, Nobody watches them. I don't, I don't, nobody talks about them. No. I don't know why. They're not good. I mean, the Dodgers, even if they're not good, people will talk about them. I'm interested to see where Pujols ends up with the, uh, with the home runs, the RBIs, doubles, just all the stats. He could be top five in a lot, a lot of different things. And he's, his, his numbers are going to be very gaudy. Yeah. Five years. Yeah. He's, he's definitely one of the best hitters, um, ever, ever. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's been awesome to watch him too bad. Too bad this is where he is now, but it happens to every it happens to virtually every player, with exceptions. Is uh, RBIs talking about RBIs? He'll get over 1,900 this year. He needs 60 more for 1,900. He's already got a ton this year, but so, no trout in front of him anymore. He could probably finish the year in the top 10 all time in RBIs, maybe top nine. So he'd be within uh, about 400 of Hank Aaron's record of 2,300. So I. Well, let's throw this out. Yes, Pujols was super incredible, great. Um, he did benefit from playing on some like teams with some really good hitters uh, surrounding him. Jim Edmonds and Scott Rowland he played with forever. Those are two like fringe Hall of Famers. So they got to get credit, too. Obviously, having Pujols bat near you helps those guys be better, too. But um, I think that's probably why his RBI numbers are so good. At the end of this year, he'll be within 200 of Babe Ruth at second. Sheesh. So it's a good chance he will get at least second and uh, very, maybe get very close to Hank Aaron. Uh, so RBIs, whatever they're worth, and home runs and, and doubles, uh, it's it's be interesting to see uh, where he stands because he'll be in the top five, I think, in all of those. I think if he can get up to where Babe Ruth is in a lot of these stats, there's a, there's a pretty good argument to say that Albert Pujols is better than Babe Ruth based on how pitchers, how good pitchers are now compared to how good pitchers are were then and how you're going to face righty specialists in the bullpen now, um, you know, so 
there's a good argument Albert Pujols is a better baseball player than Babe Ruth, which is saying a lot, obviously. But. There's a good argument that uh, Pujols would do pretty, pretty good if he could face the Twins' bullpen every game. <laughs> well, I guess that's probably true. 16-8 to eight on Monday, no. Memorial Day, as, as it's been penned, the Memorial Day Massacre. Yeah, that was... Um, how much, did, how much did you see that live at all? Yeah, I was at work. Um, it was funny. Uh, my coworker Eric Mayer was just, you know, all pumped up about how they're beating the Astros. Blah blah blah. He goes out to cover an assignment. The Astros score a ton of runs off the bullpen. Comes back and the score is just happened? totally different. Yeah, and it was a very, um, uh, very exciting to watch that. I just, uh, it's such great validation to see the Twins bullpen is proving how bad they are, and uh, I liked it a lot. I, I very much enjoyed that. They scored seven in the fifth. Twins did. It was an 8-2 lead. Top of the eighth inning we go. Uh, Irv Santana, uh, 100, 114 pitches, uh, probably one more inning than they uh, probably would have on a normal case because they had the 15-inning game on the uh, Sunday before Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the bullpen was not good there. Bullpen threw about nine innings. Uh, so they had Santana go an extra inning. He was his usual good self. Uh, one run, one earned run in seven innings. He was very good. Uh, Astros, I believe the stat was they were 0 and 659 <laughs> in the history of their team when they were down six or more runs in the eighth inning or later. So for the first time in the 50 plus year history of the Astros, they came back to win a game down six or more late. 11 runs. I don't know how that happens. 11 runs in the eighth. Three more insurance runs in the ninth inning, 16-8. to eight, They win. Uh, they scored 40 runs in this series. It was the most runs they've ever scored in any series. Three-game series, four-game series, the most they've ever scored. It was very impressive by the best team in baseball. Uh, Twins bullpen had a streak earlier on in the season, 15 or so shutout innings in a row. So this uh, definitely um, evens that out. I think they went from 18th in bullpen area to last bullpen got shelled all series long 14 runs and two innings will do that to you my big qualms here would be uh brandon kinsler the closer blew the uh, blew a two run lead in the ninth inning against tampa on sunday mm-hmm. and that kind of started this whole thing mm-hmm. so uh they, they bring in ryan presley who is now in triple a yep. well deserved he gives up he gives up five runs uh, in the third of an inning they bring in Craig Breslow, who gives up three more runs in a third of an inning. Then Matt Belisle, your guy, gives up three, <laughs> Mike. your guy okay. gives up three more runs. So you do the math; that's your eleven runs. Uh, Ruzinski, some AAA scrub. They bring him in for the ninth. He gives up three more runs because uh, the bullpen gave up uh, around to throw nine innings. Think of that the bullpen comes in; they throw like you know seven shutout innings the night before. And uh, they're gassed. They have to bring in Hector Santiago to uh, to get the loss. Somebody mm-hmm. needs to take the loss. Yeah. He's taking it. So they, they send down Kenny Vargas, who's done well. Uh, they put their Rule 5 pitcher on the DL just because they need a spot. Mm-hmm. So they bring up two guys, this Ruzinski character and Jason Wheeler, uh, for the specific pur- 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 purpose of putting them in the bullpen to help out. Uh, you're up 8-2. to two. You're up by six runs with six outs to go. They don't use any of these guys. They put in this Ruzinski in the ninth when they're already down. Game's been decided. Why would uh, Paul Molitor not put one of these guys in, preferably Wheeler, the other guy, to get outs in this eighth inning? This is what they were called up for, and they do not use them. They go, why did you even call them up if you were not going to use them? 
uh, I'm I, not asking them to go all I think, two. I'm asking them just an out here or an out there. I'm not asking them to go all two innings. Uh, I'm just asking you to get six outs before they score six times. I think that can probably be boiled down to Molitor being an old Bad. school guy and not trusting young unknown players. And there are a lot of managers who don't do that. You know, it, they won't play. You know, if they get a rookie who is not a highly touted guy or, or a guy who hasn't pitched much, He's just probably not going to play him in almost any scenario unless he has to. So I imagine it's probably that. I just couldn't imagine that decision, especially when Presley comes in and gives up five runs. I think uh, here's something to this is I, I wonder I wonder about this. Does Paul Molitor know who is in the minor leagues? Yes. Do you, Before do you he, think yes. he does? Yes. Before he was he was in the minor leagues. He was I don't know what you call it a roving coach of some sorts. He's aware. He is aware enough. Oh, hmm. And you know, with, with spring training, he's aware of these guys. I, I just, uh, Paul Molitor is, uh, I don't know. Sometimes I just think he's a little scatterbrained and, or just careless. And I'd be fine with doesn't. him getting a new, a new manager whenever, like now. Yeah, I mean, I've, yeah, I've, I, I, yeah, I've been saying that about them for a while. I'd like them to keep Molitor this year, though, until uh, they lose their eighty-one games uh, or eighty-two games or eighty-three games. I guess it would be. Um, and then, uh, so if, if it's a push, it's dead or what, what push for, for you, a push is good. 81 well, wins is good. I think, no, they need to win. Um, 82, so is they bad. need to top out at 79 for you, for me. So it's not even 500. No, they can't oh, win. That's 80. not good for you. No, it's bad, but go 500. They're, they're slowing down here. And the Astro series though, I think was, a blessing in disguise for for the twins because your front office sees this team they know this team isn't a winner they know this team can't go anywhere in the playoffs and when a team that is obviously the best team in the american league just demolishes you you know you cannot beat the astros in the playoffs which means you cannot win the world series because you cannot win the beat the astros in the playoffs so that sells the fans more if you use this approach, if you say this when you're making deals, you can say, oh, well, look, the Astros killed us. We can't win the World Series, so let's trade all these guys that will bring us, you know, ben boost the farm system um, and benefit us in the long term. Let's trade these guys away that we can trade away, get value for them, um, because we know we can't beat the Astros this year. Um, do you think that could sell fans on, on making no. deals? Why not? No. Why not? Because they're... Because they want to win. Because they've lost for a long, long time. And they are all... I mean, they're... I think they're good enough to stay in. I think they're going to be in the race the whole time. That's uh, The thing is, though, I'll if, say, I'll if say, I'm a Twins fan, which I'm obviously not, I I see that series and I go, yuck. This is get, get I think trade, people, guys. I think people overreacted to the... Because, you know, they're playing the Angels now. Angels are not good. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully they win three out of four there. They go to Seattle. They're not good. There's no reason why you can't take that series. They go to San Francisco. Hopefully, you can go 500 or even you know win four of those six games. So that's that's good. Uh, I think people overreacted to this because, as you said, Houston swept. But again, it was eighth inning. Twins were ahead eight to two. So that was we're almost done with the game and they're almost winning. Uh, game three of the series, seventh inning. It was a six-five game. So it was really, uh, for the first two-thirds of games one and three, I mean, Twins were right there. Unfortunately, you have to play the nine innings third, a game. The last third did them in. So. 
That's the problem. You got to play a nine inning game yes. when your bullpen stinks like that. And to me, this is just like you've got to compete with the best teams in the American League. And I don't know what other best teams they've played yet. I guess um, they haven't played the they Yankees yet. They haven't played yet. the East. They played um, Baltimore. Uh, they're kind of slowing down they're now. They're a weird team. Yeah, they um, haven't played Boston, I don't believe, or the Yankees. They played, they played Boston once, didn't they? Possibly. Yeah, maybe at home. But, um, yeah, and Cleveland beat them pretty bad one series. But seeing how bad they play against the Astros, like if you can't compete against the what well, is the far and away the, the best, best team but if you can't beat the best yeah. then what are you doing well i would say they need to trade as we've mentioned uh sure up that bullpen and they know it's a problem they've bringing guys up and they gotta have to trade for some bullpen guys offense is very good and i just i would think vargas could could get you uh something a competent bullpen you know a guy you could throw in the seventh inning if you really needed to Somebody, yeah. you'd think somebody would take that on. Somebody so I, I'd be more apt instead of being sellers. I would be buyers and get some, get some bullpen help because that's all you need. Defense is great. Offense is good. Starters are okay. Bullpen uh, can be good, can be very bad. So just sure up that bullpen and you should be good to go. Um, Cleveland's starting to turn it around here. Uh, so like they don't, I don't like Cleveland really doesn't scare me. I'll sure I'll. Who wins Cleveland? If that's what, you know, if that's a, a series of importance, I'll sure I'll I'll take that. So just have to wait and see if the bullpen stays. But um, yeah, I, I'd say it's all about Twins and Cleveland right now. And, well, um, I guess we're I don't in the know. wild card mix right now. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be encouraged after that series. No, well, not that they, I'm overreacting, but um, then they bounce back. I think if if this was a pattern, I think they've they've gotten back to normal. It was a bad. A bad three-day stretch there. Yeah, that's good. Which point. I'm willing to overlook as long as it's not a regular occurrence every two weeks. Sure. We have one of these things. So they have Seattle and the Giants, and then back with Seattle. So seven of their next ten are against Seattle, a very bad team. So uh, they have a chance to uh, you know stay above 500. Seattle's coming around. Paxson's back, too. That, that could... I mean, Seattle's 27 and 30. They're not, like, bad. And... They have been They're winning. They're not as good um, as the Twins. They have been winning games, though. They beat the Rays a couple times. They beat the Rockies a f- few times. They might have even swept them. Actually, yeah, I think they swept the like Rockies. Like two and two series. No, three, three out of four against yep. the Rockies. That's, I mean, that was good. So they're better they're, than they were when they lost. They're on their way up, and it does help to have uh, Cano. Segura got hurt. That's kind of a killer, but yep. it does help to have guys like Robinson Cano and Ben Gamble's on fire, and Nelson Cruz is on fire, and. Um, Paxton's back, so that that does help. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens. I I mean I don't know. The Twins are the Twins. What can you do? My win of the week came from this game on All Monday. Right. Jordan Jankowski pitched two and a third innings, gave up four runs. That is a win. Well, <laughs> good for you. You got a win. Yeah, wins are wins, and uh, they're the most important pitching stat, of there. course. So somehow Craig Breslow was given the loss here. Um, <laughs> Could have given it to any of the folks. I don't, I don't understand how scorers make those Third of an inning, sometimes. three runs. Presley gave up five runs in the same amount. Third of an inning. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, that's wins and losses for you. Presley was by far the worst pitcher in that game, but uh, he's now in AAA. Uh, another game on Friday night I want to touch on. Dodgers-Brewers, uh, Jimmy Nelson and Kershaw had a hell of a battle back and forth. Lots of strikeouts. 
Again, a game in which neither pitcher won, despite uh, combining for 24 strikeouts, I believe, 25 strikeouts in uh, 15 innings of one-run ball. Yeah, and uh, Jimmy Nelson was better than Clayton he Kershaw. Was. So give him credit for uh, keeping him in it, but unfortunately for the Brewers, they don't have the um, type of pitchers the Dodgers have in the bullpen like Baez, Dayton, and Jansen, which are that's tough jimmy nelson eight shutout innings five hits 11 strikeouts has to be the best start of his life (laughs) kershaw 14 strikeouts in seven innings uh got number 2000 for his career two hits one run neither gentleman got the win kenley jansen got the win after two shutout innings it was just natalie feliz got the loss Mm -hmm. one one run one inning so that'd be a situation where you give the win to the starter because he pitched great yeah, although um, let's not take away credit from Kenley Jansen for six outs. I mean, that's not the worst thing in the world. But I wouldn't give him the win. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, any time at this point, any time a relief pitcher pitches more than three outs, I'm very satisfied wow, with that. four outs. Well, because, I mean, managers aren't great. Dave Roberts is, is better, though, at that. I'm biased pitch two innings, too, so um, there's that. But... Oh, boy. Twins put one on the board. Rick Nolasco. Uh, <laughs> four, we have not talked about Kenley Jansen. He's good. I think we could probably end with that, huh? 40 strikeouts, no walks. Pretty good. Um, yeah. I would like to have had him over he, he, uh, Aroldis he, he, Chapman. He only has nine saves, though, so what do you do? Uh, what do you do? You put him <laughs> in the rotation. And get him good. some wins. That's what you do. There. So uh, 40 strikeouts, no walks. He had about a 10-to-1 walk ratio last year. So uh, very excited again to follow. Another guy who has not walked anybody, and uh, we're a month away from the All Star break, so that's Man, he's amazing. Good. And it's it is pretty uh, interesting that he doesn't have many walks either, considering he was a position player for a lot of his yeah. life, and um, the fact that he has been able to really nail down those those um, uh, swing and miss pitches while also maintaining control is is pretty impressive. He's the best closer, reliever, whatever you want to call it. He's the best one-inning guy in baseball right now. I'm glad you clarified one inning, but yes, he is definitely the best one-inning guy. Although... His whip, what was it? His his FIP was a negative? Right now it's .26. His FIP was a negative like early, like until like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. It it doesn't seem like that should be possible. I can't think of anyone else who's better than him. What, he said .26? Yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous. Um, yeah, he's been really good this year, obviously. Um, yeah, I'm trying to find anyone who's even close. I mean, Batances has had a better ERA, uh, 0.49. His ERA is 0.49? Yeah. Uh, Pretty good. I mean, he's, the thing is, the, the problem with Batances is Girardi is just using him in like strictly right now save situations and, or when they need work. Um, he's been electric though. 16.2 16.2 Ks for nine is pretty good. <laughs> but the problem is he never pitches. So that's Girardi's biggest downfall, by the way. Bullpen usage drives me nuts. Yesterday they had mm. a five-run lead in the ninth Saturday or going into the ninth, I think, and they just used Batances. Yesterday they used their three top relievers. They used mm. Warren, Clippard, and uh, Batances, even though they had um, four home runs in one inning. It's bad usage. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, beside the point. Whenever we talk about Aaron Hicks, I want him to be referred to, I think you said this before the show, Superstar Aaron Hicks. <laughs> Superstar Aaron Hicks. Uh, All-Star game, is this not ridiculous to say? 
Oh, if if he's not in the All Star game with the numbers he has now, um, what the hell is going yeah, on? <laughs> he he should he has twenty eight walks. I mean, and he has a one sixty eight OPS plus. He he should be in the All Star game with those numbers, right? I mean, yeah, you would hope. That's like that's like elite. I would love to look at a list of players who followed up their worst season with their best season because last year was somehow his his season last year was somehow worse than what he ever did with the Twins by a little bit. And this mm-hmm. year, uh, he's playing like a MVP candidate almost. Uh, I mean, not even almost. He's playing like an MVP candidate. As far as guys that, I mean, how how it's got to even out at some point. He can't be hitting three twenty and all this. I mean, his if, on base is. If they keep rotating him in once Ellsbury comes back, if they keep just kind of rotating those four outfield guys, I think they're all going to be better for it because they're all going to get a game off here and there, and it's just they're going to be fresh. 100% of the time and there's there's value to that I think. I look at his stats and the stuff and it's not like things are dramatically better. Uh they're they're better, but it's not like they're 5 or 10% better. They're like 3 4% better here. A little bit here where you would expect okay, maybe he can go from being a uh 200 hitter or a 220 hitter to like a more respectable 275. Mm-hmm. Not a 100 point jump in your in your average. So I <laughs> he's not swinging at bad pitches anymore, which he's Good job there. Decided not to do that because he, just like Buxton, doesn't have a clue uh, of what's coming. It, it looks like he's completely guessing. Mm-hmm. Pitches bouncing, pitches low and outside. But uh, he's walking a ton. Uh, he's got some power. He can maybe hit 20 home runs, 25 home runs. Mm-hmm. He already He's already had, I think he set, a uh, career high for RBIs yesterday. Yeah, he's been um, really good. And uh, last year, I'm trying to figure this. I can't remember off the top of my head. But last year, Brian Cashman um, was talking about Aaron Hicks. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, he's just um, one, you know, he's just like he's so close to being like a star player. And everybody kind of laughed him off. Uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. is who we compared him to last year because the season he was having last year, which is better than he's been this year. But they're like, oh, yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, he's just got to. Uh, find himself and then figure it out and now brian cashman looks like a super genius for yeah like who would have thought aaron hicks would have ever Nobody. been this guy? i mean i thought yeah okay he can be a fourth outfielder for you that's cool um like i'm not disappointed like oh he's the one that got away i trade him i don't care yeah he fig- well he figured it out outside of he wouldn't have figured it no, out in Minnesota yeah, because yeah. they didn't it had to be a coaching thing had had to have been so yeah there's because when a lot of these guys go somewhere else and and do well I don't like, oh, what if we would have kept him another year or two? I don't like, no, if we would have kept him, he would have continued down the same old road. So there's got to be a, there's yeah. got to be a, some sort of coaching error in the There's too many examples somewhere. of that, of terrible players going somewhere else and being at least competent and average. You've got to think though, um, once Molitor gets fired and then um, they just kind of re- totally re with the new front office, they just totally redo their player development staff throughout the minor leagues and, and in, in the majors. Um, I think they're going to be better for it, but that's going to take a, a good five, ten years. Well, that's I, I've got time to wait. <laughs> okay. Uh, as far as that is concerned, we'll touch probably more on the draft next week, since it's next week on mm. Monday. Uh, I believe Kyle Wright is going to be the first pick from Vanderbilt, which seems it feels weird, and it feels like the Twins are doing it because he's going to be the cheapest, which is sad. Yeah, and Hunter Green doesn't want to play for them, and. I also feel like they're trying to go with the safest pick, um, which is we'll get we'll we'll cover this, but it's that's disappointing. I think 
Even what uh, McKay, the guy from uh, Louisville, would seem like a very good replacement yeah. for Maurer at first in a handful of years. But you would probably develop him as a pitcher, though. Yeah. So oh. I don't know what uh, yeah what he's going to do. Those yeah. are probably your top three picks in some order. You would expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the Reds have the second pick? Yeah. I and they think would so. pick uh, then, probably Green. Uh, apparently, they might. And pick the pot, McKay. What, Padres are three. Um. Yeah. And he would love to go to what he's from Southern California. He's from L.A. area. That would be perfect for him. I'm going to just throw up whatever the first mock draft I get. All right, Baseball America is the first one that comes up. They're going right McKay green. And feels like that's probably how it's going to be. And um, the Padres might really lock out. lock out there. That's pretty cool. It's it's pretty good, the top three picks, though. So I, th- I think you're kind of fine with any of them. But we'll Green see. upside, when any, and he might be very good. Uh, 100 miles an hour, that's quite amazing. Well, that, that's why you want to take a guy like that is the upside. Yes. Upside for me, that's co- I don't like it. The Just the usually doesn't work out. Um, he might work out, but in general, upside to me is code word for inexperience. Well, here's here's what you got in the uh, the Kyle Wright for the, Comparison. Uh, baseball, the Baseball America. This is what they say about him. Best combination of upside and modest risk. So He's the safest pick. They think he'll be. It takes so long for these pitchers, even these college pitchers, to come up with the Twins. Uh, assuming they take him and the other organization, I would assume he would be up in no less than two years. I don't expect to see this kid anytime time uh, before the year 2020. Um, Green? Just, no. Right? right? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think it's going to take him three or four years because the system is so goddamn slow. <laughs> well, so we'll goddamn slow. We'll see. It looks like um, the Reds want to take McKay as a first baseman, too. That's kind of strange for me but especially considering all the talk but yeah i would hope not i would really really hope it doesn't take him that long to get up that would, I think that would be bad oh look at tyler J. he's a college pitcher though tyler, tyler J was, was a college tyler, pitcher. tyler J is a unique scenario he should have been they... up last year because they screwed around with him he's a closer they bring him in we're gonna make you a, a starter well that's the problem and that wasted half a season they're right not there. gonna do that with kyle and that's Wright, what they did so they're not that's gonna what do, they did they're not gonna do that with kyle Wright. so so I, frustrating look at a guy like cole stewart a couple years ago from i think a&m he's i he should never be a major league pitcher he is just awful well i uh agree with you that the track record is god it sucks very poor. god it sucks so that does not uh, give me any hope well we'll see what happens take I, a chance for god's sakes i don't need another kyle gibson to watch for five <laughs> years please yeah well i don't know what to tell you it sucks that's what you can tell me okay it sucks <laughs> well the yankees have done really well in the draft of Terrific. late so <laughs> goddamn great uh what do we got here so we'll talk a little bit more about the draft yeah uh that is the uh, next monday night so uh getting more more excited about the draft here and it's actually on the tv so that's good mm-hmm. what do we got uh I'm, something here uh tom verducci who i think is not very good uh <laughs> another example had a uh feature story in uh sports illustrated last week about a curveball and mm-hmm. talking about uh, did you see any of this uh, hear about it uh curveball about you know it's taken over baseball and I'm i like, heard him on the ringers podcast what did i was gonna listen to it what what did he say um i don't really the think fast, it... fastball is dying because it's used to be uh in 02 when they first started tracking pitches 65% of pitches were fastballs. I feel like I now remember 55%. him talking about like how a lot of people thought the cutter was going to be the second pitch that everybody had a couple years ago, and now it's like the curveball, you know, whatever. And um, now there's guys like Lance McCullers who are basically just throwing half curveballs all the time and blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's, I mean, that's that the gist it. of it. I, I just don't, that's fine. 
Um, I just don't. For oh, his... and another another interesting thing. The most interesting thing of it was nobody learns a curveball when they're young. Uh, no, they you have if you don't throw it when you're young, you're not gonna. They throw say it. you can't develop it. Apparently, either it's for what, which doesn't make any sense to me. It's either you throw it and it's good. And if you throw it, it's bad. You can't teach yourself to be good at it, which doesn't make any sense. I wonder all. if it's a muscle thing where you develop those muscles when you're younger and you're throwing it, um, the way or your strength. I, I don't people know. People are always concerned about, oh, they can't throw breaking balls early because that'll screw with the arm, and that has proven not. There's no basis for that. Well, it's um, and he kind of said this too. Any pitch that you're throwing. Wrong, wrong is, not good. is going to hurt your arm even a fastball if you're throwing it wrong you're going to hurt your arm um but yeah the, the most interesting thing to me was that you can't learn a curveball when you're like 20 you have to or else you're just not going to have it and that's interesting um i mean to me i'd probably rather have a guy with a curveball or a slider that acts like a curveball than a guy that's fastball slider um just because the bigger difference in speeds and i feel like a curveball um is easier probably to locate to averse opposite handed hitters than a slider would be okay but um that's what i got most of it the the most interesting thing was the the learning um but yeah curveballs are great pitches i mean what are we supposed to learn from that other than that <laughs> he used funny math i think i mentioned this early early on I did a blog on it. He used funny math talking about how the Mets couldn't develop their own pitchers. And then they got Harvey and the bunch were called up. And he used uh, percentages to say only um, like 5% of all pitchers the Mets draft ever make it to the big leagues or something mm -hmm. like that, 5 or 10%. And it was such a thing where there's so many pitchers and there's so many draft picks to where every team is right around that same 10% just because that's how the math works out. Mm -hmm. uh, he tried a thing here where... Uh, last year, compared to this year, I think it was 15 to 16, there were 8,000 8, or 9,000 more curveballs is what he used in the story. Okay. And you look at that number. Wow, 8,000 more of these pitches, 9,000 more of these pitches were thrown last year compared to the year before. That equates to a 1% increase. Nobody's going to get excited about, oh, there was 1% more of this happening last mm -hmm. year. Nobody's going to get excited. Well, you use those thousand numbers and it sounds better. 9,000 <laughs> more. It's so much more. It's a lot more, but it's a 1% change. Yeah, five would be more interesting. But um, I, I do think there are more examples of pitchers who are like two-pitch guys, maybe with a third pitch, like a changeup or something. But there are more examples of guys who are throwing heavy, heavy curveball usage. Um, that is Drew interesting. Drew Pomerantz. Yeah, exactly. That is interesting. Um, and, th and that... Pitchers have, or people always say, you, you, you need that third pitch to be a good pitcher. Yeah, you probably do need a third pitch to be something you can throw every once in a while to just keep people off balance. But guys like Luis Severino, he's he's proving it this year. Um, his is probably more of a slidery pitch than a curveball. Um, but I think this, this piece that he did basically to me is an example of maybe you don't need three pitches anymore. Maybe you can rely on two good pitches. I also got out of it that you don't, like the fastball doesn't have to be by far and away your number one pitch. Right. You don't have to throw it 70% of the time. You can throw it 50% of the time. And Rich Hill is another Yeah, Rich Hill's another guy. Um, so yeah, and especially you can be a two-pitch pitcher if, if you have a crazy curveball that you're throwing half the time and it is just, just killing people, especially if your release point's the same and 
the way it cur- the when it breaks, it's still looking like a fastball kind That's of the Clayton Kershaw effect. Right. So, um, yeah, the, there it, there are interesting parts to this to this, or talk, at least you know yeah. think think ideas to think about. They were talking about uh, the RPMs and all that and the spin rates, mm-hmm. uh, and how Kershaw's fastball and his curveball look the same coming out because a curveball apparently has a different rotation, and you can actually see the seams because obviously a curveball is a lot slower than a fastball, so you mm-hmm. can maybe recognize that, but coming out of its his hand, apparently, it, it looks exactly the same right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2002 was when they started tracking pitches, um, and actually 2002, uh, since 2002, there has never been a season in which as many curveballs were thrown, 11.2%. 2012 was at 10.4, this year's at 10.2, last year was also at 10.2, so... They were throwing more curveballs, probably 9,000 more curveballs 15 years ago. So we're not quite there yet. It's a trend. Mm. It's going up. Uh, it's a range between 8 and 11%. So it's a 3% difference, which isn't a lot over a 15-year period. It's up It's up a percentage or two this year versus last year. It's up and down. There's no trend. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what... So I thought his article was... was it was fine, but it was... There are things to think about. I think what... Another thing that came out of this for me is um, why aren't more pitchers focusing on change-ups? Because that, that is a devastating pitch if you have a good one. Um, uh, Jarrell Cotton has a good sort of change-up-y, splitter-y pitch. Um, but change-ups are like crazy good pitches if you have a good one. Pedro Martinez probably could uh, make a good case for that. You want so, Santana and a good change-up. Yeah, so there you exactly. There you go. And a great More changer. people need, and the the speed variation can be can be pretty um, crazy as well. And it doesn't necessarily have as early a break as a as a curve would, so it still looks like a fastball later. Lesson that I learned is from this as well. Why aren't we focusing on changeups more? And they're probably they're probably easier on the arm. Um, yeah, mm, probably. Um, another weird thing Verducci mentioned on on the ringer podcast was that um pedro was able to pitch a good change up or something because he the way he released the ball it like touched like the tips of his fingertips that made a difference yeah i don't know but um anyway let's see a story about the change up for the change up how it could change baseball yeah here we go challenge i challenge him to write that uh let's look at this here um 2010 nine percent curve balls Next year, it went up half a percent. Next year, it went up a full percent. Mm-hmm. year after that, it went down. It went up, and it went down, and it went up, and stayed the same. Mm-hmm. So it's up, down, up, down, up, down. Now there's no real um, trend up. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I think um, you need to have a good second pitch is, is the lesson I learned from this story, rather than you need to have a good third pitch. Everybody thought you needed to have a good third pitch for a long time. I still do. Ideally, if you're a mediocre pitcher, you need to have a good third pitch. But I think if you have a good enough second pitch, you can be good. That's a good lesson from this, I think. I think uh, what I got from it is that you know, guys can throw 40 50% curveballs like Lance McCullers mm-hmm. and Drew Pomerantz. And mm-hmm. I would say that would be – that was basically the focus of his story. So it was uh, it was good in some parts. And the math, he's bad at math, so I don't like well, his math. so am I, though, so I articles. can't really blame We'll forgive him. you for that. <laughs> well, I don't know what you want to go to now. Any thoughts on the Harper-Strickland fight? It was a good fight because punches were landed. Strickland got six games. Harper down to three games. Um, uh, were those okay with you? Strickland 
Should have gotten more, you think? How many was it ended up? Six, I believe. Yeah, I probably would have given him... 10? 15. 15, there you go. Um, He's a lunatic, clearly, um, holding on to a grudge for years for something that really didn't even matter in the long run. Um, I don't... Harper came across afterward looking very noble as far as the approach he took to why he did it or his explanation, which was... Um, the baseball is a weapon. You can't be throwing that at, at hitters. You, you just can't be throwing a baseball at hitters at 97 miles an hour. And I agree. Um, and that's why I think Strickland should get way more time. And if Harper would have just run the first, I don't advocate fighting in baseball, of course. Nobody would, nobody would have been suspended for anything. But you've got to, Harper, if he didn't do that, pitchers would, you know, a star player, if he doesn't do something about it, you know, pitchers pitch are just going to keep doing this to everybody. It takes something like this to get people talking about it. Um, and even if it changes the minds of like 5 to 10% of pitchers, that's great. Because you can't be throwing a baseball at hitters. That is way too dangerous. Um, that is just way too dangerous. Uh, a, a punch to the face is probably less dangerous, I would think, than I would... a fastball to the head. Would be. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll say this about when when people are intentionally hitting people, I can't think of an instance where it was where it hit somebody in the head. Usually, if it hits you in the mm. head, it's an accident. And if they intentionally hit you, it's down low. Still, I do. It's not. in the back. It's you know they know what they're doing. But there is that danger of if it slips up six or twelve mm -hmm. inches, it hits you in the head. And it's aiming a baseball is very challenging, especially um, when it's at ninety five yeah. and ninety eight miles. So uh, yeah, I I. I'm fine. I do not like that Harper did it um, because baseball is not a fighting game. Um, but I think it it's good when a star is the one who's doing this because it draws more attention to it if somebody had to do it. And um, I think uh, there should be a significantly heavier suspension for the guy who uh, instigates it and throws a baseball... I mean that's bad. Andy's a relief pitcher, so if you give him fifteen, if you give him like six games, it's not even anything. Like three innings. Right. So exactly. So uh, and Harper, I'm fine with three. That's fine. I uh, I like that Buster Posey didn't do anything. Yeah, it was funny. Because hopefully this is the end of this, and it's not a back and forth thing. I don't think it would be. Boston and Baltimore play this weekend. I don't think anything happens, so that's good. Mm -hmm. And if if you're gonna go after anybody from San Francisco, it's gonna be Buster Posey. So I can I can only assume because of this. Uh, this was all Hunter Strickland. This was a all him. Mm -hmm. And I can't imagine because it was like a 2 nothing game in the eighth inning. And that run eventually come, comes around to score. Um, I never understood, okay, you hit a guy, you put him on first. How about you get him out? Well, that's not great. I Yes, exactly. The baseball reasoning for doing this, uh, trying to you know win a game, this is not the time to do that. But you never, I guess he, in his mind, when am I going to face this guy again? He hasn't faced he, him in like a year and a half it's since because last he, time. It's because he hits home runs off him. That's why. So, uh, but yeah, I don't, I guess, I guess uh, if you're Strickland, it's better than him hitting a homer off you. Yes, it is. <laughs> but um, yeah, Strickland uh, is, is never, uh, he's going to have a lot of trouble um, unless he's like an electric super reliever. He's going to have a lot of trouble securing contracts in the future because um, teams don't want guys like that anymore it's just not um it's looked down upon to throw at a guy now you know 30 40 years ago it wasn't but it is now and rightfully yeah, so 
I did uh, a, a late addition to win of the week. Yeah. What would you say to a guy that gave up seven runs and 11 hits and five innings? I would say it sounds like I bet you he got a win. He got a win. <laughs> Who is it? Julio Tehran today against Oof. the Hot Reds, 13-8 shootouts. Reds, uh, Amir Garrett, a guy that I like, the guy I think that you like, mm-hmm. uh, he's not been good. Uh, he gave up nine runs in less than three innings, so that's not good. His ERA is above seven. He's given up 15 runs in seven innings, his last seven innings. So. More importantly, Tehran has been bad. Um, that's a trading chip that and yeah you're gonna have to he's he's done this before though um what year was it let's see if i can pull it up real quick um yeah he had a four era in 2015 and that was after he he really had to struggle to to bring that back down um so he he's he's an inconsistent pitcher you know josh beckett type i guess uh but um he's that that sucks for the for the braves because they're not good um they could have traded him a guy who have we, have, we have not talked about on the podcast yet, uh, Ty Block. Yeah, he was good. Three walks, didn't he? Have like three walks or something as a hitter that game? He possibly did, yeah. 10 nothing. Uh, 10 nothing. Uh, look at my wording here. 10 nothing shutout. Uh, yeah. Little uh, point of uh, uh, a guy I know. Um, his One of his pet peeves is complete game shutouts. It should only be shutouts because if it is a shutout, the complete game nine innings is already implied. Well, not way, even not even nine innings. A complete game. Yes. You threw all the innings for all your the innings team. for the game. Even yes. Preferably nine. Yes. But it can be eight. Mm-hmm. Preferably nine. So complete game shutout for all the uh, the headline makers out there. You don't need the complete game shutout. Will do just fine. And uh, this is the guy I believe they called up for Bumgarner when he got hurt. I think. Um, they put him into the rotation for Bumgarner, okay. I think. Yeah, because he was in the bullpen to begin the year. So basically, this is who they replaced Bumgarner with. <laughs> he has 3.5 Ks per nine. I just want to throw It's very good. Very uh, great. Every every three innings, he might strike out one guy. Pretty solid, though. Uh, he doesn't really walk any guy, so that's that's good to see. And I did confirm, he had three walks in that game as a hitter. Hell of an eye. That is an eye. good. Like, that is very really good. good. I, I remember Grant Brisby on Twitter was going berserk about it. He so. walked again. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty fun. But yeah, that's uh he was good that he was good that game. But the Phillies, they are not. No, they had a bad month of May. Oof, I mean, boy. They've won like seven games. They are bad. Uh so this tie block, he is uh tenth in the National League in a whip. So hopefully Bumgarner's back, I don't know, post all star break mm-hmm. sometime before August, hopefully. And uh block, he should stay in the rotation. So when people say uh, Bumgarner comes back. Uh, look, uh, what could they have done with with Bumgarner in there? I don't know how much better they would have been because this guy's pitched fantastic. Right. Um, yeah. I he, think... Okay. Look, look, look at it this way. He has started eight games. He's four and four. What would Bumgarner have done? Um. I mean, can't have done much better than four and four. We're talking six and two, maybe. Like Bumgarner was not great when he was. No, he wasn't like amazing, but he, I mean, he was good. At most, you're going to pick up four games. Which yeah, especially because they haven't been hitting either. So, yeah, I think, um, I mean, they're out too. They're they're another team that's just out. So, I can see why um, uh, they would they would hold on to Bumgarner from bringing him back anyway. Slowly. Well, I mean, they have two hitters on the entire team with an OPS plus over 92. Is that good? Yeah. <laughs> well, at least it's Posey and Belt who. Um, <laughs> Are good but uh yeah everybody else joe panic is proving that he was a flash in the pan a couple years ago and um crawford is kind of falling mm. falling down to earth like he should have 
Um, Hunter Pence is back off the DL. Is he? He is. And Today. Yeah, he wasn't good before. Um, Christian Arroyo hasn't been good since they called him up either. So Yeah, they uh, um, sent him down. Yeah, so. He was a disappointment. Yeah, well, he was a young guy too. I, I wouldn't be too concerned. But yeah, the Giants are, they're, they're, they've got a big hole to dig themselves out of, especially because the Dodgers are just absolutely on fire right now. The Rockies still have a lot of wins. Diamondbacks still have a lot of wins. So they're, they're probably out. Edison Volquez threw a no-hitter, 10 strikeouts, 2 walks, 98 pitches, very good. Mm -hmm. um, I saw the replay where they just showed every pitch every uh, pitch in play, and there were a couple of very good defensive plays in that one. His game score was 95. That's outstanding. Mm -hmm. Can't imagine. Well, his ERA is now under 4, which is fine. He was, what, 1-7 coming into the game, so very unexpected no-hitter, and... Uh, I had mentioned what on Twitter a couple weeks ago. It had been a long time. It had been like seven or eight months, eight months since we had a no-hitter. So we were due for one, and this was the guy that, uh, that finally got it. Yeah, I mean, he's um, been a solid pitcher in his career, so it's not like uh, this is out of nowhere, I guess. Um, there are other guys. I well, he did know. it against Arizona. I think that's very surprising. Yes, because they can hit. They're very um, good. They definitely can hit. Uh, but yeah, you know, he's been a solid pitcher. Um, I mean, I'd say, yeah, he's been a good pitcher and, um, he's been involved in some trades with some very notable players as well. Uh, Josh Hamilton, he was traded for one time, uh, then the Reds traded, uh, Yasmani Grandal, Brad Boxberger and Yonder Alonso to the Padres for him or, and him for Matt Latos. Um, Woof. that's a lot of people for Matt Latos four major league players right now even still um so he's been involved in some interesting trades but he's a he's a good pitcher as far as you know mediocrity is concerned so I, i'm not surprised i guess to see it's him i'd be more surprised if it was like phil umber like a couple years ago that perfect game i don't know how how i would do this but i want to look into who's the worst pitcher to have a no hitter i would imagine i would start with phil umber yeah, I was just gonna and then work my way down and say is there anybody worse than you um let's check no hitter. i don't know what you would if it, you would do is just go uh cumulative war for a career uh what you would look at era innings um i don't know how you would uh what the uh um, criteria would be for that yeah modern guys there are a lot of you look, you look at that I'll, I'll go into the uh, the jared weaver award week number four okay old guy that should not be playing uh, my guy this week was Bob Allen Dickey, 42 <laughs> years old, R.A. Dickey, ERA uh, 5.10, uh, not very good, 42 years old. He should not be uh, pitching right now. He can pitch as long as he wants because he's a knuckleballer. That's fine. So who replaces him? Some kid named Sean Newcomb. He is a, a top 100 prospect for oh, the Braves. Sure. Triple uh, A, ERA just under three, very good. And uh, he's not, I don't believe, on the 40-man roster, so that's how you would replace that. Did yeah. he come over in the Andrelton Simmons trade? And he's averaging 11 strikeouts per nine, so that is outstanding. Yeah. I do not know. He's uh, yeah, he's a good player. He's um, eh, let's see, pretty valuable guy. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah, I good, think good um, little trade there. Good little trade if this yeah, guy that becomes was an interesting a guy. one. Um, yeah, Ari Dickey. I'd I'd be. I mean, you don't go to a baseball game to see Ari Dickey pitch. You don't. I don't. Okay. I saw Wakefield pitch enough that I knuckleballers aren't fun to watch in person because you can't actually see it from the stands 
really. It just looks like a slow pitch. Yeah, like uh, yeah, exactly. Like exactly. So it's not fun to go watch. So uh, you got to be in the front row to see. Exactly, or like right behind the plate. So um, he does walk a lot of guys though. This uh, Newcomb kid. That's fine. Five per nine. So let's cut that down to about half. And um, you know, eleven strikeouts per nine. That's that's pretty good. And I don't see any reason why this guy shouldn't be up by the end of the year. Oh yeah, he definitely will be. Um, that's for sure. Six five two sixty should be an NFL quarterback. He'd go number one. <laughs> yeah, well maybe. Um, so looking at the uh, perfect game slash no hitters. Um, well, who are some notables here over the last? I'm just 20 doing. Years? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm back to like players. I'm back to like ninety three right now. And guys, that there's one guy I don't know who Bud Smith is. Pitched for the Cardinals, did it against the Padres. I don't know who that is, so that's a bad sign. But that doesn't mean that he's not good. And then um, we had the recent one of oof, yeah, Bud Smith. That might be that's a bad one. He pitched two seasons in the bigs um, and pitched only twenty seven games for the Cardinals. Wow. Um, and then uh, in ninety three, two thousand one. Oh, 2001. I was just going way back. Okay. As that's uh, there are a lot of good, pretty solid guys. Um, obviously there's the teams that pitched multiple pitchers. Um, the '90s there were a lot of solid guys who did though. I saw that uh, what since '93, since the Marlins were a franchise, they have the most no hitters at six. Maybe that would I could see that Alvarez had one. Um, we're looking at Phil Humber again, and then uh, Chris Heston a couple years ago. Oh yeah, he's um, good. had one, and he's. Uh, on the Mariners system now? Somewhere? He's been on a couple teams already this year. Yeah, he's um, bad. <laughs> he has um, 40 games played, though, so Bud Smith's probably worse. That that would be your guy. For Those re- your guys. Recently, yeah. It's not, Humber, I mean, Heston, Smith. I mean, you have to be a good, usually you have to be a pretty top talent to get a no-hitter, so uh, it's that's good, I guess, that people aren't squeaking in and stealing them. It's nice to see good. better pitchers get them, I guess. One final note, have anything else? Ex- expansion draft? Yeah, we can go to that. Touch on this. Uh, MLB trade rumors, which is going to be a uh, much-visited site over the next uh, next month. Mm-hmm. Had a little feature. They don't do really do that ever. But, yeah, they um, do features sometimes. They've been doing it more in the last year or so. They had a three-parter back in the early part of May, a three-part lengthy deal on the 92 expansion draft, which I found interesting on the Marlins and the Rockies and kind of the process of how they went about drafting the guys and um, just how they got ready for it. And uh, I think one of the I think second or third part is when they actually draft players. Mm-hmm. It was interesting who they would draft, uh, the rules as we understand it. Uh, each team protects 15 players. There's other rules as far as minor league players are concerned and 40-man roster guys. But as far as this exercise... Uh, no trade clause. If you have that, you have to be protected, which is unfortunate. Uh, 10-5 rule, 10 years in the majors, five years, same team. You have to be protected. Uh, basically, other than that, uh, you just protect 15 guys on your roster of the 25 guys on the uh, on the 25-man. Uh, I know a lot about the Twins. You know a lot about the Yankees. So that is where we are going to uh, look at and say what, uh, what teams were doing this as of... Um, the end of this season. So, uh, what guys for the Yankees would you keep? As far as top 15? Yes. All right. So, I had the fortunate advantage of... Um, a lot of no-trade guys. Being... Um, well, yeah. So, right off the top, Chapman, Ellsbury, Tanaka. Have to be safe. Stuck with them. Unfortunately, I'd let all three go uh, if it were up to me. Uh, but you can't. So, um, 
I read River Ave Blues every day. It's a Yankees blog. They did this, and I was trying to like. I'm like, all right. I'll... Was it in response to this? Yeah, somebody okay. brought it up. It was a mail bag thing type deal and i was like all right i'll find somebody who isn't um who isn't on their list that's on your list um mine i could only since hicks has been playing so well i had to throw hicks in um that's the only difference i dropped tyler wade who they had in there um so i have let's start with hicks then hicks dallin batances greg bird starlin castro dustin fowler uh he's an outfielder Clint Frazier, Didi Gregorius, Judge, Jordan Montgomery, Gary Sanchez, Luis Severino, Glaber Torres, and then Chapman Ellsbury Tanaka. So that leaves Brett Gardner to be stolen away. So that'd be your star guy that you could possibly be picked and you would expect him to be picked. Yeah, he has two years left. One of those is a team option. They're not terrible contract-wise, and he's been really good this year um, just with... uh, you could you could instead use affordable players you like save Hicks and Frazier. Um, he's a free agent. Oh shoot! I wonder how they how they do that with the timeline of when the draft is. It's in November, I think. The draft before free agency after, but but has to be before. Yeah, I think it would have okay. to be before. So free agents. I think it's the beginning of November. So free agents help. Yeah, Pineda would be. Um, you can't do anything with him. Um, you could always extend uh, if you wanted. But yeah, Pineda would be a free agent, so it doesn't count. You save Clippard? No. You so you would. I mean, the the general reason would be he has a year left. You wouldn't sign on a, on a general team. You would not save many bullpen guys. No, and that I'll we'll talk about that afterward. But um, as far as approaches to building teams, but um, yeah, I have Batances. I'm forced to take Chapman, and Batances is the only one else I take. Adam Warren, I like a lot, but he's out. I mean. You could replace him easily. Um, and again, and that's the thing with the Yankees, too, is uh, any guy I leave off, they can replace. So uh, I, I wouldn't have any uh, any issue. The Gardner, you replace him by um, Hicks or Clint Frazier or Dustin Fowler, uh, who are all coming up. And then you have, uh, you know, $12 million free to sign uh, one of the star pitchers this offseason or something. So um, I'd be fine. With, I like Brett Gardner a lot, uh, a lot, but um, you got to leave you got to leave somebody good off, right? You do probably. The The rules are there's three rounds, as far as we know. Every team gets one player picked every round, basically. Mm-hmm. It, it would be how it works. So let's say, what, just team in Portland and Vancouver go from there. Let's say those. Let's say those for now. Um, so each team gets 15 players per round. And uh, once you pick a guy from the Twins, Twins are off the board for the rest of that round. At the end, like if you have the very last pick, there's only one team left. So let's say it's the Blue Jays. You have to pick a guy from the Blue Jays, whatever uh, team that is. Mm-hmm. So that's the way that works. And there's three rounds. So you end up with approximately 45 players uh, off of this draft. And then after the first round uh, in 92, you could protect five more guys, which really windles it down. And I think you said during the 97 draft, it was four more guys they could. Uh, so that's, you know, basically. Uh, slim pickings once you get past the first round. Yeah, you definitely want to get um, some good players in the first round. But uh, I guess if you, um, with the Yankees, guys that I would only protect in the third round. Um, Who would be the additional four guys, assuming they would take Brett Gardner? Um, oh, um, uh, Miguel Andujar. He's a third-base prospect. Then Tyler Wade, um, Jorge Mat- 
Is that his name? Jorge? Yeah, Jorge Mateo. And then uh, Justice Sheffield would be the next ones. And then we're getting down to scrubs. And those are guys that are double A guys and uh, triple A. Yeah. Um, well, I don't think Mateo is. Um, I'm not sure where they are, but um, yeah, you you would. These aren't guys you could put in right away. So essentially, the guys that aren't protected are going to be one guy that's kind of worth who has a kind of a contract that's whatever millions, whatever new team could afford it. And then guys who can't, for me, they'd be guys who basically can't play in the major leagues um, yet. Or um, you'd have options like a bunch of relief pitchers from the Yankees or Austin Romine, if you're really aching for a guy who's a backup catcher or... Would you be interested in J.R. Murphy at all? <laughs> we'll see. I don't think... I think you'd definitely leave him Take off. That as a no. Who we got for the Twins? Um, did this a couple weeks ago. Uh, rosters changed a little bit. Uh, I don't believe this is... It might be tough to come up with 15 guys. <laughs> but looking at this list, you save Barrios. Uh, Kinsler's a free agent, so that helps. Irv... Uh, for now, we're saving them. I mean, it would have one year left. Yeah, it's trade values. Again, a, a guy you could possibly trade. Uh, I believe Hector Santiago is a free agent, I believe. Mm -hmm. So this is really tough. So Brios and Santana are the top uh, two guys now. Uh, Castro, you just signed him as a catcher. You save him. Uh, Dozier. Really? Yeah. Huh. I'm. We'll, we'll come back to it if I have a... A, I get it. A cause, glut of guys. Cause, yeah, I get it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So they signed, what, three years, $24 million. Yeah. So that's three, four guys. Dozier, Maurer has to be saved. I would not. Uh, Polanco, Sano, make eight. Your outfield, Buxton, Kepler, Rosario, make about 11. Uh, Escobar is interesting. We'll come back to him. Uh, Robbie Grossman's been great. So I guess I'll keep him. Uh, DL guys, I'm not sure, but I would keep Trevor May for a pitcher. I believe I have two spots left. Zach Granite is an outfielder. Uh, I'll see about him. Uh, Felix Jorge is a guy. You got one more. I got one more. Uh, Ryan Presley can get the hell out of here. Wait, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Yeah, one more. So we got Kenny Vargas. Uh, I might have to lose him. He'd probably get picked. Yeah, I think that'd probably be a guy to leave off. Uh, Fernando Romero is uh, a pitcher. Uh, he'd be in this discussion. JT Chegua. So uh, Oof, I, I would... 15th guys. <laughs> I would save one of those guys and then hope to hell that the one guy is picked is, you know, probably going to be uh, Kenny Vargas. He'd be, be a good DH for Spaceman, I think. I could probably hit you 20 I think there'd runs. be other guys to take as far as that's concerned. Well, maybe not. Off the Twins? You could Well, no, not off the Twins, but... Um, they're, yeah, maybe you would take him, I guess. And like if, you know, if, if the team picked their first baseman, they're obviously not taking Vargas. Well, that's what I mean, though. Uh, there's probably going to be, there would probably be some of those type of players available, but Vargas is actually pretty decent, so that might be a good guy to um, pick. Uh, Another guy that's in consideration who would definitely be in my next four is uh, Daniel Polka. Okay. Uh, he'd be a guy. So um, oh, those are your guys there. So what I'm, what we're kind of figuring from this is not a lot to pick. You from. would be bad the first year, the first two years probably. Um, the guys who were taken in 1997, um, there were some good players. There were about a half dozen all stars taken. But the problem is you got to wait for them. Usually, usually these are guys that are in AAA and they're not going to be good right off the bat probably. 
Um, so there are, so say you're a team, you're running a team. What do you want to win right away? Or do you want to, um, go after guys who will make you a legitimate, or do you want to be a decent team right away? Or do you want to go after guys who are going to make you a legit contender in like four years? What would you prefer? Assuming you're bad, you would get a couple of years of top five draft picks, which would help. Mm-hmm. So I'd probably go that route. Mm-hmm. I'd like the draft picks, yeah. Instead of getting like, oh, the 10th pick, I'd like the, the third pick. I agree. And I think if that's the case, what you're going to have to do is you're going to be going after in the first round guys like um, if you're picking from the Yankees, uh, not Brett Gardner, you're going after guys like Justice Sheffield who have you know two starter potential. Or you're going after guys um, like, let's see, in this other one, Bobby Abreu, who have um, star outfielder potential. Um, That's where I think I would go. Um, High ceiling guys um, that are maybe higher risk. But you could always sign guys through free agency. And I think fans would give you the benefit of of the doubt for the first few years. You could stink. And I think you'd be fine. And then if you wanted to be decent, you know, while you're, you know, if you want to be exciting, maybe you go after some relievers who can throw a hundred and then some guys who maybe suck, but can steal bases or something, you know, you're, um, I don't know, that kind of type, that type of player, I think. Um, and, and you'd be an exciting team for a while. If you go after just fast guys and guys who throw fast, I think would be fun. The last two times we've seen two teams take similar approaches Rockies, well, Rockies, they uh, had a bunch of sluggers really early on. That, that worked out for them. Galarraga, uh, Vinny Casilla. Well, they signed Galarraga, didn't they? No. Or they traded for him? Something with the expansion draft. They had him their very first year. Yeah, There's I don't something think, there, yeah. I'll look it up right so, now. And then they were, what, they made the playoffs their second, uh, 95 they made the playoffs? So Yeah, uh, they were um, pretty decent right off the bat. Yeah, they signed Galarraga. So that was that first off season. So that's the thing. Like, that's another. That's something you'd probably want to do. Is um, they took a risk on him though. He was um, not. He greatly super... improved somehow. I don't know. It's yeah. A big well, he, he was good when he was young. Um, was he like? And then he and then he kind of really fizzled out for a few early years. Early thirties back then. Yeah, and then he kind of fell apart, and then he went to the Rockies. And He's the guy who was trending right down, but then all of a sudden. So that's the thing. I think you'd probably want to find. Um, players that could be decent in free agency or um yeah you wouldn't want to sign a star a star in free agency because you're not going to be good anyway you're not going to so, give somebody a hundred right so uh, you'd probably try to find some guys that um i mean on i'd obviously plug in a really analytically minded um staff and try like, to I, have I just them. a random guy because i got him up here like a tyson ross i think would be a good right yeah, low risk, high reward type guy to say. I hey, think if he's good, what you'd want to do though is you'd want to sign those guys to multi year deals um, with team options if you could. But that's tough. But you'd want to sign those guys that deals with team options so that they um, stick around or they're forced to stick around. But man, it, this would be so challenging and um, finding good players. I think would be really tough but if you wanted to go the the route of winning right away i think you could be an 85 win team right away if you signed enough decent players and then you took you know like you knew escobar in the draft or like uh uh brett gardner and you took like um 
I don't know if the Giants would save Eduardo Nunez. Yeah, if you take those kind of players and then you take a bunch of really good relievers too so that your starters don't have to be good. If you take that Royals World Series team approach where you just take a bunch of good relievers and then a bunch of guys who are good at defense who get walks. Um, Should be okay. You might be able to be decent, but it would be very challenging even still. Um, but it's an interesting thing to think about. Uh, but man, it's just, that would be tough. That'd be a really tough thing to do. Start a new team from scratch. Baseball's talking. They've the whispers of expansion. Um, I'm fine with keeping it the way it is, uh, whether, you know, pitching would be watered down or just the general overall, just adding two more teams and what you have right now. So I'm okay, but I'm very, uh, the, the most excited I would be was for this expansion draft to see these garbage players picked up and see yeah. Is who is available? Who are there any good guys and the strategy involved in uh, who do you pick? And some of the story uh, on the website was I'm picking this guy and I'm immediately trading it to this team for Mm -hmm. this guy. Uh, You're not supposed to do that slash talk to teams ahead of time, but they did. So yeah, yeah, and that's always going to be an option. I think any future expansion. Um, But yeah, I think uh, it would be interesting. I don't think two extra teams would be watering it down that much just because i think it would be more opportunities for players well it would be it would be two bad teams yeah i just think um i think we i think it would even out because i I think there are a lot of good players who just aren't getting chances maybe or or uh you know whatever um so uh, again we go back to jr murphy yeah well uh well you'd have more aaron hicks types guys i guess but um you know who kind of turned it on all of a sudden but it would be really interesting um i'd like to see it uh, we were talking about before um i'd like to see the second wild t- card team just get killed and then um just do two divisions in each league of eight teams uh you'd have 32 teams 16 in each league two divisions of eight and then the top two from each division just make it um basically the the season would be maybe another week and a half longer another ex- yeah. it'd be an extra round of playoffs um how would you how would you do that well, would it wouldn't be an extra round of playoffs because there'd be no second wild card, so you'd get that first round out. You maybe maybe be a week longer. It would be shorter, wouldn't it? You'd have four instead of having four teams. You'd have eight eight teams, and you want seven games each. I guess it'd be a little longer with seven games, but we would get rid of that one gamer. Yeah, you'd have three. It would round. be like a week. It'd be like the game. NBA. You'd have three rounds of playoffs to get mm-hmm. to the finals instead of two. Mm-hmm. So you have another well, no, week. There'd still be two rounds to get. There'd just be division, championship, World Series. You start with eight teams. No, no, no. Eight teams in each division. You oh, start you're going, so, okay. oh, yeah. so right. two teams from instead each of doing division. four and four, you're doing eight, 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 eight. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. So two teams get in. I from misunderstood. Each, yeah, yeah, two teams okay. get in from each eight-team division. Well, or, or you could just do. Uh, except for that. Yeah, stupid. it'd be the same. Or you could just do National League, American League, top four teams get in. Or you could do that. And I'd be fine with that too. And that's what, yeah, I'd be fine with that too. All right. But Go back to the way it used to be. It'd be very easy to add two teams. Uh, that's what I'm getting at. And get rid of that stupid extra wild card. Stupid. I hate it. Baseball isn't made. We, we, run, on five, we run on five uh, man rotations. Baseball isn't made to have a one game playoff. It's just not. And, and that's... Uh, and, and oftentimes it comes down to you got to throw your third starter out there or something just because your other guy can't pitch. And that is lame. I don't, I don't like we that don't like at it. all. No, I don't like it at all, at yeah. all. Put Rookie Nolasco out there to start the wild card. Game. Yeah, that's what's 
well, who else do they even have, honestly? But um, yeah, I really don't like that. So I think there's easy ways to do it. I think these teams would stink. I think it'd be fun. Um, and you could reorganize the uh, leagues if you really wanted to. Um, if would there you was... switch any teams? I don't know how the geography would work out depending on what teams. They, if it's two uh, Northwest teams, if it's a team out East, maybe. Uh, uh, I think you'd be fine keeping them as they are. Maybe, maybe switch. Um, there are more very West Coast teams in the National League just because the Astros are an AL West team. So um, maybe you could put... Um, true boy. Maybe you could put... And the Rangers, too. Maybe you could put the Mariners and the A's and the Angels in the and National that's an League. team division right there, all the California teams, yeah, Seattle, so, so Dodgers, Denver. Dodgers, Rockies, Diamondbacks, Padres, Giants, A's, Mariners, Angels. That that's way you don't have St. Louis in the West. Yeah, and then um, you would just throw from the National League to the American League. Bring the Brewers back need three to where teams. they belong in the American League. Uh, Astros. They're already in the Amer- well. They're already in the American League, so you'd be fine. Um, so right. Brewers. Ugh, you can't do the Pirates, Reds, Cardinals, or Cubs because they're. You can't. They've been there too long. You can't um, do it. So you do. You take like my, the Marlins. Does it matter where the Marlins are? There at? There you go. You take the Marlins, the Brewers, and the Nationals. Nationals, because they are only a 50, 40, 50 year franchise. Screw you, Expos. And they, yeah. So you take them out too. That 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 would be. That'd be exciting and fun. Nationals, uh, Nationals, Marlins, Brewers, and and um, swap all those other ones. Uh, A's, Marlins, be interesting A's, to see. Mariners. So you'd have an East and a West in the National League. You'd have an East and like a Central. Because like, um, all the West, there there'd be no West teams in the American League. You would have basically a east and west in the um national league you'd basically have an east and a west but it's That's one is farther in each one is actually west and the other one is just west of the east uh yeah well you're yeah like the twins would be in the west chicago would probably be in the west kansas yeah City would i guess be in you'd the probably west. do you'd probably do um texas teams you'd, you'd probably do uh east and a central and then an east and a west or yeah you'd probably just call them east west east west east west but yeah it would be it would be uh what would it be yankees red sox orioles rays blue well we we have these two expansion teams here so they could uh you'd have to add both of them to the to the west the west so maybe you would only move one team or you could just or one of them could be a um east coast team and you could throw them yeah. in instead of the. Uh, or you can move the Rockies. Um, give give the Rockies sure. a DH. Yeah, you could put them in the because um, they're kind of in no man's land. Or you could move the Diamondbacks too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there there's many options. There's a lot of ways to do it, um, and it, it wouldn't be very hard at all. I really teams would be upset or fans would be upset. I think uh, about their teams changing. Um, but if they're a National League team, well, like, going like the, the Rockies, they don't have any rivalry, so we can move them. Right, um, and they would, yeah, they'd love to have a DH, and so would everybody else who ever, has ever watched the Rockies, so it'd be good. Ty Block would not like the DH. <laughs> no. Astros have won 10 in a row. They're good. Pretty damn good. They're good. Uh, it might come to an end. They're at Kansas City this week. I don't know. Oof, tough. That reminds me. I got to pick my team of the week. Uh, I'm just doing garbage. Garbage yeah. trash. Yeah, I noticed that. Um, 
You noticed me on the bottom there. Yeah, I noticed that. Rockies can't beat San Diego. Seems like the teams I pick have like an 0-3 start, and then they'll be like 3-1, and 500 the rest of the week. Yeah, that Royals pick kind of killed both of us, too. Um, unfortunately for me, I've been able to overcome that. Aren't horrible, you in first? Horrible pick. Yeah, but I won't be after this week. Because I, I had the Tigers, and then I was like, Pfft, You have Kins- Boston this Kinsler, week? Yeah, and I, I was like, ah, Kinsler got hurt. I'll take the t-. And they've been bad. I'll take the Tigers out. And then they did really well, and I blew it. But It's uh, getting harder now to pick teams since we've picked probably eight eight teams or so already. So we're getting down to... Yeah, I'm about to pick the Astros for this week. Though. <laughs> well, see, I would not because they've won 10 in a row. Oh, I don't care. They're probably not winning like another... Are they going five and two They're against playing the Andy? Royals and the Angels, I know. though. The tough thing... Obviously, this, this doesn't matter to you because you've been picking winners. But the tough thing is we're all picking the same teams. It's just a matter of when you pick them. I picked the Rockies because they were playing San Diego and the Mariners. Well, the good thing about me picking the Astros is um, the other guy that's at the top picked the Astros. Already? Yeah. And I, we would have had, I had the Tigers, then he picked the Tigers, but I swapped out the Red Sox. I'm like, all right, I'll get the Red Sox. But, um, it's a good back and forth. I, uh, yeah, I did well with, uh, my Cardinals pick and my Cleveland pick. And that's kind of lifted me and my Diamondbacks pick five and one. Good week to pick them. Yeah. So it's, uh, this has been a fun competition. I like it. <laughs> I like how far this behind. This is the third year. I thought. What am I? Seven games has it been updated in a while uh, or not? No, a couple days ago you were <clears throat> eight and a half back. It's uh, bad. Last play. Bad by a lot. It's not great. We're like ten under. Lot. It's funny. Terrible. But you know what it, it, it is. Crap. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's uh, got some. Did some blogs and did some on players that are struggling and why they might be struggling. And what the hell was the other one? I don't remember. Something about something else. Uh, Sam Dyson has been designated for assignment. Is that a guy you would take a chance on? If you're the Twins or somebody, would Sam mm-hmm. Dyson be a guy like, eh, well, no, not, kick him, I, kick I would, um, let him No, I don't know what the deal is with him, but God damn, he is bad. Yeah. I would probably just let the Rangers hang on to him because he's going to need to go down the minors the and figure a it, and out. Figure it yeah. out. Yeah. So uh, why, why let him do that somewhere else? You know, or he, why let him do that in the major leagues? I guess is the point. There we go. But yeah, I don't even know what's coming up. Yankees, Red Sox this week. This Indians, be... Rockies. Is Indians, Rockies intriguing? Well, no, because it intrigues me. They're not in the same. I, I can't stand. Well, they're really. playing. Yeah, I know. I know. The um, World Series preview. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's a good couple of good teams. Um, what else do we got? Nationals, this week? Dodgers. That has to intrigue you. Yes, that one is significantly better. Probably is going to the National Dodgers the is probably going to be the best series of the month. Probably, um, and I mean, what else? Who 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 could you possibly want to watch more than those two teams? Play? The Astros Yankees isn't Astros, that good. Astros Dodgers. Well, yeah. I, I again, I don't care about you. Don't them. like the interleague. Yeah. So, um, Rockies Cubs this weekend would be uh, yeah. Deal. Rockies are playing better overall than the twenty seven and twenty seven Cubs, or at least that's what they were entering the day. Um, the Ver, the Verducci thing was the, uh, the curveballs taking over baseball. My thing was how the death of the fast, no, the trends. Yeah, okay. Fastballs dying, uh, all the strikeouts, and who's doing the strikeouts? How about this question for you off topic out of nowhere? <clears throat> Can the Cubs turn it on or what? win the World Series this year with the team that they have right now? I don't think they can. Right now? No, probably not. Yeah, I don't think they can. I think they're not um, even in the playoffs, so they're right. You know, you know well, they're only a couple. The yeah. central sucks, but um, 
Yeah, I think the Nationals and the Dodgers are far and away better than the Cubs. Um, they can come back to being as good as the Rockies and the Diamondbacks, I think, but not, not, not the Nationals and the Dodgers. Those two two teams are way too good, way too good. But they're the best. Yeah, by far. Like by far, not even close. Not even close. They're the Cleveland and Golden State of baseball. Well, in the National League, obviously there's Houston in the American League, but um, those are the teams. So uh, I'm very feeling very confident about my Dodgers World Series pick. I like it a lot. Um, and then you I have picked Dodgers Cleveland? Cleveland, which I don't feel as confident about, but uh, very confident in my pick. Uh, and compared to your pick, I feel how is, just uh, incredibly. How is uh, San Francisco doing? Uh, entering the day, they were 23 and 34. Is that my pick's record or their record? <laughs> it's kind Same of both. Record. It's about both, yeah. Um, so I'll take Houston next year already. Yeah. I On June 4th, I'll take them 18 months from now. They will have some moves to make because McCann will inevitably decline. They'll probably want to play replace Gurriel, and they'll probably want to do... Beltron will not want to be somebody you want there probably at that point. They'll need a starter, but yeah, I could see them easily um, as a as a AL. Can, they should be better than everyone else in the American for a long time. The Yankees, though, are probably going to be hard, much better next year, I would think. They're overperforming now, and next year I would think they'll actually be as good as they are this year. Houston is 41-16, and 16, uh, basically same record as the Cubs were. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of Not a lot of people talking about Houston. Uh, everybody went nuts for the Cubs for obvious reasons well, last year. But people will be talking about Houston. I mean, Houston's, it's hard to say a 100-game 100 100 game winner here, but they are on pace. The thing about Houston is their rotation isn't great, but once you get to the playoffs, you get to pitch Keiko, and, it up. You get to pitch Keiko it up. and McCullers for four of the games, at least, if not uh, uh, five. So that's, that's not, I mean, and then that bullpen. So, um, I mean. That they, offense. And the, yes, and uh Everything defense isn't so bad either. Uh, they don't steal a lot of bags, but who cares? Um. We're right at our unbelievable. We are right at our hour 20. Well, I think that's basically going to be what our time is all the time, and that's fine. I think it's a good... Uh, we'll go a little over because I have this trivia thing here. Okay, that that's I, fine. I already have. So I may as well use it. Okay. Um, 21 answers. We'll just kind of, you know, whatever trips your trigger here. Uh friend of mine we were talking about the 05 white Sox. he's not a real big baseball guy but he knew a lot about the 05 white Sox because that's his team so he was uh talking about that so that got me to wondering who the best player on each world series winning team was oh boy based By on war baseball reference war i assume both i went fan graphs and baseball reference okay and there were instances where they were different okay so uh, there's multiple answers in just some. just looking at it I assume Fangraphs takes defense into effect more. I Probably. Does that sound right? Yeah, I don't know. So there were like a half dozen instances here um, since 91 of uh, who the best thing was. And the thing that I did on my other little program, we had three guys. I just said, you don't got to give me the year. Just give me player. Just give me a player team. Okay. So whatever, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to guess, there are some odd names on this list. It will surprise you. So what am I guessing here? Who the best player on the World Series winning team was? In each year? Yeah. From? From last year to 91. Oof. All right. Well, I'm going to have to think in my head which team. Like, I don't expect one. you to get, like, you know, if you get half of them, that's fine. But uh, um, All right. So I the the big challenge here like is thinking about who out. won the World Series. 
That is the biggest challenge in my mind. Um, all right. I'm going to go with uh, Jeter in 98. Yep. That's too easy for me. Um, Chris Bryant last year. Yep. Okay. Um, oh, boy. Not as easy as I thought it would be. No. Um, Just looking at the names and seeing this guy was the war Randy leader. Johnson in 2001. Yep. It was like a 10. Um, um, if I get one wrong, does it, does it kill me there? No. Okay. We just take one win from your baseball picks off. That's all we do. Oh, no. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm going to go with... Uh, we subtract one Twins win at the end of the year. <laughs> let's see. What else? I can't even remember who won in 2015. That's a bad... Very uh, pesky team. I don't like them at all. Oh, the Royals? It sucks. Um, the Royals won in 2015. Yeah, beat the Mets. That was 2015. Weird. And also, the Giants and they beat the Mets. Oh right, and they were okay. Now they're bad. All right, so the Giants won in 12, 14, and 10. Ah uh, yes. Okay. All right, I'm gonna go with. I'll give you a hundred dollars if you get 2010, both of them. Uh, for the Giants. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna go with uh. Posey for 14. Yep. 10, huh? Ugh, that was so long ago. Posey is also the answer for 12. Oh, okay. And Jeter is also the answer for 99 and 09. Wow. You'd expect maybe A-Rod for 09 yeah, or somebody have. else? Yeah. Um, but, uh, all right, so... 2010. 91 um, Twins is very tough. 2010 Giants Was 97 tough. Le- Levon Hernandez? No. Ugh, it must have been like... Sheffield or Kevin Brown. Kevin Brown. Ah. Um. All right. What am I guessing? 2004. Let's go with uh, Bill Miller. Kurt Schilling. Ah. <laughs> That'd be somebody funny. Uh, 2007 Red Sox. I'm gonna say. Um, Don't overthink that. One. Manny. Nope. Is Ortiz. Ortiz and ah. then Josh Beckett. Yuck. Um, one had Josh Beckett, one had Ortiz. 2003 Marlins. I almost said Mariners. Marlins. Um, Marlins. Expo, uh, let's see. In, 2003 is very tough. Um, two guys. A former twin and a Hall of Famer. Or I'm soon to be or could be a Hall of Yvonne Famer. Ivan Rodriguez? Yep. Okay. Um, Luis Castillo, don't forget. Oh, Luis what am I thinking? 2010 uh, Giants. That's the that's, that's the r- one. This is ridiculous. This is. Um, it's probably somebody funny. This is stupid, is what I think. Stupid 2010 somebody Giants. Funny. I'm gonna say uh, Pedro Feliz. Aubrey Huff. Oh, I almost said Aubrey <laughs> Huff. <laughs> and. And uh, let's say. Um, probably the worst player on my list. Oh, boy. He didn't have a very long career, from what I know. Oh, no. Aaron Rowan? Or he was at a Andres career. Torres? Oh, wow. Jesus. Wow. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. These are tough. Uh, it's tough to think of who won. Um, but the Phillies. The Phillies. Let's say Chase. Uh, My guy. Lee. My guy. Yes. Okay. Um, hmm. Cardinals teams. Cardinals. Uh, pools. Who holds both years? He shared it in 2011 with. Uh, 2011. Wainwright? Lance Berkman. Whoa. Okay. 
This all um, started because of the 05 White Sox. This was a difficult one. 05 White Sox. Probably not your first, second, Sox. or third guess. Maybe your second or third guess. Um, definitely not Burley then. Oh, that would be correct. Is it? Yes. That really? was your first guess? Yeah, that was my... Yeah, I'm like, like, I think 2005 White Sox. It's got it. Mark Burley's the best player on that team. That That's was the it? First. Well, that's funny. He was it. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's the best. I guess I've talked to uh, Garrett Hodge enough to know that the, that Mark you? Burley was so good on the 2005 White Sox. Because usually it's not pitchers. Very few pitchers on this list. Well, Canerco was a first baseman, so he wouldn't be. Defense. He was um, like, he would be second or third. Yeah, so you, you would just, he would be knocked off based and on there, that. I mean, there, there weren't very many. Who else? They have Jermaine Dye. Good players, yeah. They had a lot of offense first. A lot of, That's why I thought I was like, oh, it's gotta be Mark Burley. Would and be Burley the one. that year was like maybe a five war player, maybe. Yeah, and then I was like, well, who's after Mark Burley? It's gotta be some weird John like, Garland, Joe, Joe Creedy, or something. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's interesting. Angels, two guys. Uh, Lackey, no, Herstad, yeah, and um, uh, Herstad and who? The other guy. The other guy, Eckstein. Mm. Yuck. Yuck. Disgusting. Erstad was, uh, Erstad was an dude. interesting player, though. First overall pick and then had one year where he was like the best player. Letting like war for one year. Yeah, it's crazy. 2,000 Yankees. Um, 2,000 Yankees. Let's go not with... Uh, Bernie Williams? George. Oh, Posada. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> who the hell is George? <laughs> he was good. I liked him a lot, obviously. Good. Switch hitting catcher. That's who was really good at hitting. 97 Marlins we did. Uh, did we do that one? Yeah, yeah. Kevin Brown, you Kevin said. Kevin Brown. 96 Yankees. Um, 96 wasn't Yankees. Char- I, I was surprised it wasn't Charlie Hayes. I was very surprised. <laughs> 96 Yankees. Uh, um, um, um. Before everybody hated the Yankees. Yeah, hey, they haven't won it's got to be some years. weird player too, it right? It's not. No pitcher or position player. Pitcher. Pitcher. Um, he's not an analyst right now for them. Wells was he on that team? Pettit. Pettit. Okay, I don't think Wells was even on that team. Pettit uh, was a lot of fun to watch as well. Very good pitcher. Um, Braves. Braves. Maddox. Yep. And then I don't even remember. The Blue Jays back to back. Talked about him a couple weeks ago. It's definitely not Joe Carter because you can't play defense, right? And then uh, what do we got? Uh, I think one guy's in the Hall of Fame. I think he is. Alomar? Yep. Is there a pitcher on one? The other guy was a guy we talked about like a month ago for like five minutes. Pitcher or position player? Position player. Um, Batting title at least once. Oh, Olerud. John okay. Olerud and the okay. Twins. I'll just give you the Twins right here. Yeah, I won't know. Unless Kevin it's... Kevin Tappany. Oh, wow. Heard of him. Wow. I would never have guessed. And the other one was Shane Mack. Wow. Not Those Kirby are Puckett, challenging. Not... Scott Erickson won 20 games. It wasn't him. Those are challenging ones. I never would have got those Twins ones. Twins were tough. Giants were tough. 2010. Best player on the best team. Yeah, it's interesting. Um I think that this year's is going to be uh, Altuve or Kershaw or Keuchel, probably. There you go. You heard or, it here. Uh, or I guess if, let's give Nationals a... Or maybe a Bryce Harper. Or Bryce Harper or like Scherzer or something. Um, but I, Harper. It's got to be one of those three teams or that wins, Lindor. right? It's got to be one of those. Cle- Cleveland, yes. Cleveland. Cleveland's good I enough. I don't know if Cleveland's getting in. 
Uh, it helps that the Twins are there. But I don't know if they're getting in, but if they do, it's going to be tough to get them out. Yeah, because their bullpen has good arms. Is going to uh, throw Miller? And your rotation is still pretty good if those guys can come around. Danny Salazar, if he is just a bullpen guy, that's a hell of an arm to have in the bullpen. Yes. Like he's a guy that could throw a couple, two, three innings and strike out everybody. Mm -hmm. so good God, if you add him to the bullpen. Mm -hmm. Jesus. Yeah, they'd be good. Um, they'll be tough, but, I mean, you got to think the Astros beat them. I don't know, I think it'll be a pretty good series. Yes, let's hope for that one. Cleveland beat them there a couple weeks ago. Let's Concerned to me. Let's hope for that series, because uh, assuming, assuming the Yankees it, are out. It could, <laughs> it could be good. We could have Washington, Dodgers, uh, Cleveland, Houston. That'd be a good... I'm really hoping uh, it's not Yankees-Houston, because Keuchel, a couple years ago in the wild him. card game, just absolutely killed him, and that was a disaster, and I hated it. So <laughs> I didn't like it. No, of course not. Well, not. we hope you like this edition, the longest edition. Oh, boy. Hour and a half long. Not as long as the previews. No, not the two hours. No, we didn't break down every team uh, that plays baseball. Almost. So next week should be back on a uh, Sunday afternoon. Expect it to be out on Sunday uh, Sunday evenings. Uh, second week of June coming up. Uh, get to, uh, to Coming up uh, with the All-Star game. I think I've mentioned this before. I like to pick my All-Star team before the thing comes out. So we'll probably do a show after the thing is the roster is out, and we'll compare. Hey, this guy should have been an all-star, and this random guy from Kansas City should not have been. So, well, we'll uh, see who those horrible players are on the. We will on the ballot, but I don't even. Yeah, I don't even think about that. I guess I'll think about it soon. Keeps me up at night. Oof, boy. Um, wouldn't the all-star game be so much better if there were no interleague play? So much better. Or if they go world versus the U.S. Um, any, any scenario, I, I could care less about it right the now. The twins so. versus the world. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be actually very <laughs> interesting. Uh, I'd, I would watch that one for sure. That'd be awful. Yeah. And they, uh, and it would not count in their regular season. And they'd stats, only so. have to use American players. Oh, that the, sucks. Cause they're world. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Call some triple A cause they're after <laughs> rosters, Latin players. Yeah, so that's funny. not good. That'd be funny. 2080 baseball podcast. Another week for Evan Endershot for Garrett Codge, uh, <laughs> Travis Grins. Again, uh, iTunes, podcast.com, on the Twitter. By now, you know where to go if you want the content. Uh, 2080 Baseball Podcast. We'll see you next week.